Well, it's time to exchange an egg. Sort of. On October 4th, Charles Rosen. Yes, we're having a meeting here. Larry Mullen. Get out of here. And Pete Ferrero invite you to join them for their 30th anniversary Super Show celebration. Um, so who'll be there? How about Darren Starr? Jason Priestley. Ian Zeering. Gabrielle Carteris. Denise Douse. Christina Lee. James Eckhouse. Carol Potter, Douglas Emerson, and literally so many surprise guests, twists, and turns, it will shock you. I will not stay calm. So, join us live on Sunday, October 4th, between 4 and 7 p.m. Pacific, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, live at Beverly Hills, 90210show.com, on October 4th. Like, oh my god, totally come join the party, because it's going to be totally rad, and we guarantee everyone will be talking about it. Seriously. Hey there, Beverly Hills 90210 fans. It's now time to dive deep into an episode-by-episode, character-by-character, song-by-song account of the making of your favorite zip code. With your host, Charles Rosen. Did I say that? Yeah. Oh, this heinous thing about the, the, the real person. And we're going, what? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. Now the crush is Susan Keats, so that, that fits the bill. <laughs> and representing the fans, Lily Amaran. Ryan, I love you. I have dreamt about you. What? I, along with many special guests. And your questions. So sit back and relax because it's like totally time for the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Okay, this is wow. the Super Show uh, Showdown preview. I don't know. Um, great promo, great promo for the show. Yes, really oh, nice, guys. Yes. That was very cool. Good stuff. So, yeah, and so was, that the sign? Seen it. was that the sign where you and I and Melanie were and Larry? Is that that? Yes, I have the, stole uh, that sign. Yes, an authentic Beverly Hills sign. That's right. Um, hey, in case you haven't heard, we announced another guest that's going to be with us. This is this was amazing when we found this out, guys. Right? Weren't we ecstatic? Boom! Uh, yes, our buddy Steve Sanders Ziering is going to be joining us, and that is uh, very exciting. I know we've wanted him here for a long time. And uh, he's coming. He's coming with us. So that's, that should be a lot of fun. And, you know, the thing is, is that there's so many other, you know, when you put up Ian's picture, you could have put up about 10 to 12 other people. I, know. I didn't know who you were going to put up. That's how many. That's you know, Chuck, it's the old MGM thing. It's like more zip code stars than under heaven. <laughs> yes, yes. Night of a thousand and one zip code stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing about it is, um, my wife is privy to know all the guests. And I was telling Larry before we came on, she said, This is how you do a reunion special. The names and the surprise guests that we have planned for all of you is going to be absolutely outrageous. And you're going to think there's no way they're going to top that. And then you're going to be, it's going to be topped. And, this, and, and we just, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're working out the structure. What's going to be the first, second, third hour things. Yes. You've got surprises almost all the way to the end. All the way. You think you're done? Oh no, here's another surprise and another surprise. You're going to have to order in food because you have to figure your food plan in <laughs> you know, beforehand. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you brought that up, Larry. I was going to bring that up too. you got to get the, uh, you know, if, if this, like, yeah. for instance, if this was a sports event, Larry likes football, you would have wings, yeah. right? I love and, wings. And things like that. You know, we should think what kind of dip. Mega what, burgers what, or, it should, yeah. we should, 
what are we going to wear, Chuck and, and gals? I mean, I, I don't oh, I'm, I'm actually dressing up, not wearing my <laughs> Laker shirt, although that's very, very L. You can get more very L.A. than that. Um, I don't know what to wear. I wish I could wear a tuxedo, but I don't really have that or could pull it off, I don't think. I mean, <laughs> even a fake T-shirt tuxedo would work at this point for me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be. Well, the Peach Pit T-shirt would be good, but I couldn't get it in time, I don't think. Yeah, listen, we've been, and we've also now. Th th what's interesting about this episode that we're doing right now is, we've we we started recording so many pre-records for the show, and then so many of the mystery guests agreed to come on that most of the stuff that we pre-recorded, we were like, we can't use that anymore. Now we we're gonna have to. So tonight on this show, we're gonna show you some things maybe that were gonna happen that will be pushed to here. But it's a uh, it's very very loaded uh, with stuff. Now, Larry, somebody wanted me to play this clip, right? We have some old clips and some new clips. Uh, we were talking about uh, one of the Todd H, who's doing a lot of our editing for the for some of the aspects of the uh, the show and whatnot. Um, he said this is one of his favorite clips that uh, happened on our podcast. So I'm going to show you that, and I'm going to it's going somewhere. We we spoke to <laughs> we spoke to Joshua Beckett. Chuck and I did, uh, and I asked him about the origins of the character and the name, uh, and we didn't really know, we didn't really know. But you have an answer to that question of well, where does Josh? I think I, I'm pretty certain he appeared in the beginning of college because I know it was it was a character that I collected character payments on. So I always you always <laughs> like that. Uh, but, yeah, and I knew I also had, I had named him because uh, Richland. I had a friend named Craig Richland. If you're listening who was, you know, this was, you know, there was still cocaine around and stuff then. It was, you know, it was a living high. And, and he Much kind of, of it on the a, set from the glorified yeah. AFI crew until we fired some people, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I must, yeah. I mean, this was past. I, I was already out of it. This was more like 80s, thank God. So, yeah, it was, that's how I was functioning. But I always remembered him. I just kind of thought I would honor my, my coke dealer. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that embarrassing. That's, just how, how humiliating. <laughs> I would also go to the Chabad house with this guy. But that's so that's I'm how we got the name Josh Richland. But earlier this week, Chuck and I spoke to somebody who has a famous name on the show, right? Chuck, do you want to share who that person is? It was your. It was the person who put up with me for uh, two seasons. My executive assistant, who became a writer on Beverly Hills 90210, did the ep uh, very important episode, and her name is Christine Pettit. So we talked to Christine, and uh, she gave us some insight into uh, what it was like working with Chuck. Here's a little clip of that. Huh. All right, Chuck. So with us now in uh, a segment is person that probably knows you the best from working with you uh, in those days, right? This is your assistant, Christine Pettit. You know, my first question to you, Christine, is can you remember when I was the angriest? Yeah. My so question. What was it? What incident got me the angriest? When um, I would interrupt you writing. No. <laughs> it only happened once. This is one of my favorite stories, actually. About oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> no. And you had warned me. You had said, when I'm home writing, I really hate being interrupted because I get in my zone and blah, blah, blah. And that was all fine. But Paul called. And this I'd been working for you for like two weeks. And there was some problem on set. 
and they really needed you. And I said, well, Paul, he's home writing. You know, do I really, really, really need to interrupt him? Because I know he doesn't like that. And he said, yeah, you really, really, really do. So I called you and and you must have been in the zone because you had a little bit of a snit fit. <laughs> and and I, I just kind of like took myself down a level. And I remember and I hung up the phone and I turned and I looked at Sherry who sat next to me. And I said, boy, we're going to have a talk when he comes in here. And, <laughs> and she looked at me like horrified. She was, she she was like, really? You're, you're going to sit him down and have a talk? <laughs> he came into the office and here's my favorite part of this story is he looks at me and he says, I'm in trouble, aren't I? <laughs> and we actually I said well when you have a moment I'd like to sit down so we went into his office and we had a little chat and I said look you know I'm I want you to know I'm going to put all my cards on the table I'm on your side um yeah and the only thing I request from you is don't scream at me don't yell at me I will shut down and yeah, nothing yeah. will happen for you and he said okay I t and I told him later on, you know, because like I know you had some really horrible meetings at the network and he would call me and I knew he just needed to vent and he would be screaming and yelling. But he, I knew it wasn't at me. It was about what had happened and he just needed to vent. Clear. She she realized sometimes I just needed to vent. I would say yeah. I'm just passionate. You know, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> There you go. That was a really uh, fun clip. And you are just passionate. passionate well, right, I Chuck? think the, the quote, this is another one, take to the bank here. So much for anyone buying my book. But this one actually was said to me um, on the night that uh, I called, that Aaron, it was a Saturday night at 930, and Aaron Spelling called me at home. And I was working with Jonathan Roberts, who was the new, who was the Larry before Larry, was the, was the, that position and was there to do, quote unquote, a little more guy humor. He's the one who went on to write The Lion King. And he was there. We were working out whatever summer episode he was doing. And Mr. Spelling was calling me back to talk to me for the first time since Fox took uh, 25 seconds out of our Home and Away episode without forgetting to tell the executive producer that they had done that. And I didn't know what Spelling knew, didn't know. In this. So we had that conversation. Um, he was very upset because he, he, his koi was dying in his koi home, if I remember correctly. But I, what he said to me at the end of this conversation, after I had given him, uh, not, not an earful the way I did with, with, with Christine, but certainly laid it out that how this was not a, a, a great um, a decision on our part to let this happen. He said to me, you'd be nothing without your passion. There you and go. then he told me he loved me. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. and then, he, and then he stabbed you in the back. Okay. Then, uh, well, that's, that's <laughs> all five right. years later. Come on, lover. Come on. <laughs> Uh, but that's well, the true thing. He did feel that. Cool. And I feel that, you know, if, if I wasn't, that's inspiring. and I learned in my career as a writer, if I wasn't passionate about what I was writing, you could tell right on the page. If it was just something I had, and any time I did anything just for money, it backfired on me. Mm -hmm. Because my passion wasn't in it. So. 
makes sense. Um, what we also, you're, you're, you, everyone who's watching this is wondering what level of surprise we might be doing for the show. Um, we were able to surprise Christine Pettit. So take a look at this. Well, listen, they liked you so much, right, that they named a character after you, right? They named a woman to play Christine Pettit. Well, Guess what, Christine Pettit? The other Christine Pettit is here. Oh, <laughs> I uh, heard a rumor that someone's trying to steal my identity. This is Christine Pettit of the FBI. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Is this the party to whom I'm speaking? This, this is, is the, the party. party. <laughs> Dude, does does Pete know the real story, Jack? <laughs> did, Go did, for it. No. Did you steal no. my identity? What? What? Yeah. The reason the reason they named that character after me was because I had a terrible crush on Josh. <laughs> no, you. I well, mean, I couldn't help myself. He was so nice and so sweet. And every now and then I would go to the set with, with Chuck and, you know, he was always very chatty and, and just, I just had a terrible crush on him. So yeah, just, I think it was Jessica's idea to, to name the character after me. Christine has been looking for Jack ever since. <laughs> been going undercover from country to country, looking for him, <laughs> pretending to be a disaster relief worker. <laughs> even went undercover as Valerie Wildman on Days of Our Lives, and they started to have a romantic storyline. And they were <laughs> together off and on for 11 years. For Chris, real Christine Pettit. <laughs> do, sure. do, do people Karen was telling us before she got recognized because somebody took her credit card and they were like oh are you Karen Rosen have you ever has your name ever been a thing have you ever been identified as a couple of times yeah really yeah That's amazing they know the name surprisingly yeah. in the entertainment industry um I actually had a job interview at Warner Brothers when I sat down with the team he looked at me and he said, do you know there's a, a 90210 character named after you? Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, I, it is named after me. I'm her. And he was like, oh, really? <laughs> I honestly thought that was going to get me the job. And she did not get it, as we learned. <laughs> that, that was, was a lot of fun. That's fun. Yeah, but that's the level of surprise we're bringing to the table, Chuck, right? On, on almost, yes, a, a few times every hour, you know, because yeah. some of our guests won't realize that we're bringing in guests to surprise them. Exactly. So that, uh, we're doing that more than once, twice, three times. That's right. I mean, you're going to have to watch the whole show long. That's why Larry was talking about Let's find out. You got to get the food in there. You better get, you know, all the break, close up the house. Silly, I don't know. But, but the other thing I got to just say is we really want people to watch this. So if you're a fan of this, you got to help us out, and you know we got to go viral. I guess. I mean, you know, what do we know? But we got to get on all the platforms, and you got to let people know that you do not want to miss this. We're, in fact, we're holding all these surprises because we want people to be watching live. We're giving up watching football that day, and Chuck's not can't watch baseball that day or the Laker game for this show. So we got to get lots of people. Larry, Larry, yes, the Lakers actually play basketball. Basketball, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're a basketball. Team. Yeah. Anyway, that it, you got to help us out. So I mean, every you know, we just. I don't know how that no, happened. I don't, I don't think we're proving it enough. I'm going to show I think, I think we got to go back to the food. Okay. Because if we really want them to be there for a long time, 
Lily, I think let's get some cuisine tips. If anybody's listening, you got yeah. any tips of what the people should be eating? Right. Uh, you can go um, vegetarian if you want. You can go vegan, but uh, you know, uh, meat is 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 perfectly acceptable, uh, of course. And spicy, non-spicy. What are we doing? How how are you going to get through if you're going to watch more than uh, a segment? And I know the first segment we're having, you know. Everybody's going to be talking. Three hours. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really it, yeah. true, you know. So, yeah. well, I want to. I want to show you guys. You think that that was something? Oh, that was cute. That uh, Valerie Wildman interrupted. That was Christine. great. That Loved was it. cute. Very cute. Well, she also did this. Josh, one other person that you got to work with on this on the show, um, of course, your love interest, Christine Pettit. The, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Valerie. And here she is. Oh. <laughs> I've been looking for him for the rest of my life as an undercover agent. Yeah, in fact, Valerie, I think, is stalking me. She wound up on Days of Our Lives, too. <laughs> I was telling them a little bit about that. One day we were doing a scene together at a table in a bar or the diner or something, and we said, guess what? They're calling me back is Jeff on 90210. And I was like, wow, I wish they'd call Christine back. And next thing you know, I was, <laughs> that, was that was fun stuff that you were an undercover agent. And, uh, yeah, what a surprise. Thought of as a baggage, but I was working with, yeah. Yeah. Was hey, Valerie, what was it like working with Josh all those years ago? Well, I, you know, just always thought that um, Josh was not only handsome and talented, but just had so much charisma. And he was always so humble and kind. I felt like we knew each other for such a long time and so, so professional. I think the first day we ever met, it was some very complex stuff, especially for you, especially for Jack. It was this party scene that was very glamorous at the hotel. You remember that, Chuck? And uh, and that you had so much going on with so many people, as did I, but you really did. And yet you were just so warm and gracious and loving and, and friendly. And I was saying I felt so at ease. That's really important, you know, that yeah. especially when you're first starting on a show and you're, you know, of course, you have the little bit of the first day jitters. You know what I just thought of? Actually, this is a little non sequitur, but I think it'll make you laugh. I remember the green room was another hotel room nearby, you know, so we were all hanging out in that room, a bunch of us. And guess what they were watching on TV? The cast, Days of Our Lives. Valerie is a pro, man. She knows what she's doing and she's done a lot. And uh, she was easy to work with. Uh, and uh, she, we had a good time working together, uh, and uh, it was a fun storyline and a fun relationship because, as she said, there was complications to it. I just remembered, I think it was when we were doing the Thanksgiving scenes, and we were, like, you know, hugging a lot and, you know, maybe kissing, whatever. Someone asked me how long we had known each other. They thought that we were really in a relationship. And I think oh. that was one of the first times, but I guess the chemistry just came across. And uh, that's the way that I really felt that I had known you forever, which makes it a lot easier when you're playing a romantic relationship. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, chances, chances are 
that a third of the people who are watching this right now, when we, when Pete puts it up, will actually still think you're in a relationship. <laughs> oh, great, great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. So that's just a little, you know, that's enough teasing, but this is the kind of level that we went to Ooh. for some of our mystery well, one guests. Thing you, one thing, though, also not to the show, but, you know, also Josh is great. He's gonna, he is going to do a part on the show. But, but he also, we're going to do, a, you know, some of these people that we're bringing on, like Josh, we're going to do a whole other uh, video cast in the future about Jack McKay and some yeah. of the other uh, sure. guest characters that you'll have. Because we can't really do any deep dives on a special. No, so it's going to be too hard. The deep dive, just a little, you know, dip in the pond and up and out. <laughs> it's a party. It's, it's a party. Seven to ten minute, seven to twelve minute interval. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, we had initially scheduled all these awesome fan panels, but we had to push those off because, you know, that it's just, just getting too much. When we start getting people coming to us and saying, we want to be on the show, uh, it's, you know, we have to readjust our schedule and we can't go five hours. This is not WrestleMania, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Nightmares have just ended. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I did want to show one of the panels we got to do. Um, the, uh, Lily put together a really awesome panel of all Brenda fans, including my wife, who jumped in on this. Um, so much fun. And so I'm going to show that. It's two clips, so I'm going to have to I'm going to have to press a button. So calm down if that happens. But uh, here here is the Brenda panel picking their favorite moments. This panel is very excited because we're going to be talking about the best Brenda Walsh moment. When I told my wife that we were going to be talking about Brenda, she had to jump in here because she is also obsessed with Brenda. So I chose Wildfire, and actually I think this is my favorite, favorite episode ever. And it really has to do with Brenda and Dylan getting back together. Um, all summer, they were teasing it. Um, and when it finally happened, I was just so happy. But I loved that episode because Emily Valentine coming in and kind of challenging Brenda and challenging the norms of um, the group. Just to see Brenda having to fight for Dylan, I think that was, it was just so touching at the end when they had that moment in the car. I just, <laughs> yeah, this is this has always been my favorite episode and I was so so excited when you guys finally discussed it. One of my favorite Brenda moments comes from season two, episode 21. Everybody's talking about it. We as an audience get to witness the growth and maturity of her relationship with Dylan. From lines like, hi, handsome, to lines from Dylan to her. It's about that time Miss Walsh wrote to head up to bed. You see how far they've come as a couple. You've seen how much Brenda matures. And that unforgettable chemistry is still seen on the screen 30 years later. Um, I've loved 90210 for 30 years, and Brenda is probably the reason why. And um, I want to thank Chuck and Larry and everybody for putting such quality team together that's unforgettable today. Brenda in Paris, and I feel that way because she really went through such an emotional roller coaster at the end of season two between getting robbed at gunpoint, uh, sneaking off to Mexico, sneaking around with Dylan, the big blowout she had with her father at the beach club, leaving home and then being sent to Paris. 
I really enjoyed the experience she created for herself in Paris because instead of being homesick and brooding over the sight of Dylan and Kelly as she drove away in the van, she really made the best out of her experience. She immersed herself into her studies and the culture and she really just seeked out as many experiences as she could take in. She appreciated her time in a foreign territory and not to mention she was just absolutely beautiful. Her style was on point and Dean Kane was a bonus. <laughs> we also see how she displayed major growth when she befriended both Dylan and Kelly again so soon after they completely shattered her world into a million pieces. And I think her character was really honorable at that point at that time, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> I chose to do Brenda going to Minnesota. You know, she decides to change her life a direct, different direction. And when she gets there, she realizes her old friends are not really her friends anymore. Then she decides, I'm, I want to go back to Beverly Hills. Those were my real friends. Um, well, Donna tells her that, you know, Dylan and Kelly broke up. So I think that was kind of like, that's why she wanted to go back. But her and Dylan, go fishing he tries to get back with her and as a little girl watching it her saying no to him was a big deal for me it was huge um any little girl who see or you know any woman really sees that you know after a guy treats you the way he treated her it's you know it's a huge deal i really admired brenda in um the last four episodes of season four i feel like brenda um just she had such a, a great character presence. In these episodes, she earned um, a lead role in the CU production. She defended herself against all the competition and rumors. She helped an unstable student. She repaired friendships. She offered support to Donna. She rekindled you know, her love with Dylan before taking that leap of faith and leaving for Europe. Um, I felt like she was fearless. She, she wasn't afraid to go after what she wanted. Lastly, she really took a chance. She ex she was offered admission to the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts in London. She took that offer and and took that opportunity to go. Um, but before she left, she told Dylan that she loved him, that she never stopped loving him, and she never will, and that she wanted more than his applause and wanted to have, she said, give me something to come back to. My favorite moment on the episode of the gentleman art of listening the part when i love the i love the fact that brenda was able to take her job at the radio show seriously and the fact that she was not she was not intimidated by andrea's biases and attitude towards her so she was able to maintain her focus and she was able to um to Andrea that she is a badass and that she is worthy to do the job and she maintains her focus throughout the whole entire show while Andrea was expending her negativity and energy that she didn't have time for. She even just had the moment to stand up against Andrea and say hey enough. You know, we think the world of you here. We think the world of all of you. And I'm so thankful that you guys watch these podcasts every week. Yeah. You're so strong. Feelings about Brenda. 
what you see there, it, you know, it's so entertaining for us. And I know it had to be, you know, for anyone who's watching it. And that's what we kind of conceived the special would be, you know, which were your favorite this and that and this. So we're really going to try to incorporate a lot of that when we come back. Yes. Different kind of contests and different kind of. What I've yes. always thought about was what's the most underrated episode, you know, which is Definitely. the one that you love that eh, I don't know if others do, you know, and and or Jim here, what song, you know, uh, just a whole range of stuff. So yeah, I think that will be fun. Yeah, I hope and so. listen, guys, here's the thing: we really want Shannon to come on to the 30th anniversary special. Um, and so here's what I want you to do: much like we, and I'm going to mention this topic in a second, but much like we went to Kathleen Robertson and said, hey, we want you to come on the show. There's a whole bunch of you watching this right now. The Super Show is on Sunday. Hit her up on Instagram and let her know the show loves you. Everybody that's here on the show loves you. And we want you to come and be a part of this spectacular thing that's coming. It's going to be a really beautiful moment uh, with the show. And let her know to come on to the Super Show. Yes, go ahead, Chuck. You can even take that segment we saw and and boost it up and put it on our, you know, the uh, exactly the, the show hashtag it, hashtag it, put it on all yeah. the social media things. We got to get that people. That's exactly right, Chuck. Yes. That's what we need you to yes. do. Take that little clip, put it on social media. People got it, and then we got to get, get more into hashtagging, right? I mean, get you know, on it. You got to get that where she is. But you know, also Twitter. Shannon uh, came out this week announcing she really is fighting for stage four. So we certainly want to. You know, know, tell her how much we love her and and, and wish her health. And yeah, uh, but and you know, she certainly will get a lot of love here if that would feel good for her. I mean, absolutely. And um, it goes without saying, we absolutely love her. My wife loves her. I mean, she is you know, the epitome of 90210. She did so much great stuff for it. So, would love that opportunity to have her here. But you guys got to go, go to her, get her to come on the show. We would love to have her. She would be an absolute dream guest for all of us. Now, Larry, speaking of dream guests. I have heard from Kathleen. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I've been seeing the text now. And yes, what's yes. going on? Tell us. Tell she us is going to come on the show. Kathleen is going to come on the show. Yeah. On the Sunday show? No, she's not coming Sunday. She's got. Oh, yeah. she's We're very doing the Claire Arnold show. She's, yeah. she's got. Uh, she's got a lot going on with this new show that she's doing. They're doing it in COVID. It's a, it's a lot of stuff. But she loves us all. She's watched episodes, and she's coming on the show. And. Zara and uh, the little kid that we had uh, shout out a video were very helpful in her making this decision to come on the show. So uh, we're very excited about that. I was going to play this old clip talking about Kathleen. Do you guys remember when we had Viceless Shannon on and he told that really nice story about uh, Kathleen? I'm going to play that that one back in the day. I remember one, we had a lunch break and, you know, I just, I didn't want to do anything or say anything to, you know, bring any attention to myself. I just want to do my work and, and leave and, and, you know, just do what I want to do. Um, and I remember one time I was in my room eating lunch and I was, and, and Kathleen knocked on my door and said, uh, you know, Vi, you want to come on, join us for lunch? I said, oh, okay, well, no, let me, I don't want to say something stupid or, <laughs> or just do something <laughs> where it was just cause I knew it was a tight knit family. The show was a hit and, you know, it was just, I said, let me just, I appreciate it. And, you know, we'll see maybe later, but on this one, I'm just going to just do my job and 
bring no attention to myself except he did a great job and know my lines and I don't want to get too comfortable. I kind of want to keep that edge. By the way, that's a very nice Kathleen Robertson story. Kathleen, yeah. what are we doing? Are you coming on the show or not? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Larry, have you heard from Kathleen real quick? I have not heard from okay. Kathleen. While we're Come on, Kathleen. Come on, Kathleen. Did you hear that? Very nice. We're all saying uh-huh. about you on the, on the show. So that was very nice. That's a great story about Kathleen. I'm excited to set that up and get that to uh, happen. Another great thing uh, that we got to do, uh, Chuck, we got to talk to some friends of yours. Uh, uh, well, I met you- one time. Well, I yeah. met precisely once. In a yeah. very uh, interesting dinner that uh, I realized a few years later uh, after meeting people like yourselves that uh, this dinner actually changed the course of, of my life. So I'm going to show that these guys, this was a real fun panel that we had chatting. Um, I did my best to cut this down. It was a very long conversation. Uh, you're going to love this, though. Some of the stories in here are hilarious. We, I was standing outside Nate and Al's, an iconic deli in Beverly Hills, getting something. And, um, oh, Girl Scout cookies on the streets. So I was talking. People walked by and someone said, hey, where are you ever on Beverly Hills 90210? And I went, well... Yes, I was. And I'm thinking, how did they even notice that? that? They said, we recognize you by your voice. And they said, you don't understand. We're very big fans. I said, oh, really? Yeah, we still watch it all the time. And I'm thinking, okay, these these look like reasonably sane people. Um, <laughs> I said, well, then you'll be happy to know if you're such a reason. I also wrote for this show. They said, what what, what episodes? I said, well, like the one where... Uh, Brenda and Dylan first got together and they got all excited and they started quoting me lines from the show. He gets to me. He just gets to me. As Karen says, they seem to be saying, I was like, okay, I'll take you to lunch. It'll be my treat. Three weeks later, two weeks later, we get a call. Can you join us at the Ivy by the Shore? This was the best table in the house. So how did they, who were these people? Well, first of all, I've seen every episode one million times, as Alana also likes to say. We could have, you know, been doctors by now, by the hours that we put in. For sure. (laughs) Shelly and I, you know, obviously we're such fans. But the thing about the show is that after a while, you start to fixate on the really granular parts of each episode. Like the fact that there was this one actress who played two different roles in two different seasons, and who is she? And oh, there's you can see cigarettes in Jason Priestley's uh, uh, pocket and his shirt pocket, like little things like that. This is a crazy story, and it's insane. But like in second grade, so at that point, Kelly had gotten her addiction to cocaine after being burnt uh, (laughs) in 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 the movie theater, burnt on her neck. The lesbian started stalking the whole thing. So what happened was Kelly then received a check from her father for $10,000, where you see it, she rolls it up like so. And she goes like, thanks dad. I knew that the candy that I was eating, the sour straw. Oh, no. I get <laughs> No shit. So I got to school. I steal a check from my father. I write on pencil, $10,000. <laughs> I take it to school on the playground. And I'm like, Thanks, Dad, as Kelly and my friends. I'm not putting my nose, I'm doing it in my mouth because I didn't realize what she was doing. The principal, I got teach the teacher caught me, who then called protective services, who then called parents because what my parents were doing at home. And I was like, no, 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 it's Kelly. And they're like, how did you? 
deal with haters. I feel like we've always been respected. Am I crazy? <laughs> we will shoot them down. There is no other side of it. Shelly Sweet and I went to a Luke Perry, Jenny Garth, and Shelly was so excited that she got thrown out of the event. Shelly pushed a pregnant woman out of the way, gets thrown out by security. Cut to a decade later, I'm like working with a client of mine on this shoot, and this woman is like looking at me, and I'm looking at her, and I'm like, how do I know you? Where did you work? What do you do? And I was like, oh my God, you're the woman who threw my friend out because she pushed you when she was pregnant. The woman was like, this is the craziest girl I've ever met. <laughs> like plot questions, we need yeah. answers. That that was the best part of that dinner. Like, I always wanted to know when Jack died, did you ever think he would be brought back? Just like specific details that we really, really wanted to know. You know, what that, What taking away from the dinner was, is you're the first people, I was so ambivalent about the show, and that's the best thing I could say about it. It didn't help me in any future uh, jobs that I really got or didn't get it. And so I had really put it in a back burner. And what you guys said to me, I said, like, why do you, what do you like about the show? And I, well, we, what I took away with it is when you said, well, the show has a big heart and it's different than other shows, and it was softer, it was gentler, it was kinder, and that's what we kind of tried to do. I probably live in LA because uh -huh. of your show. Like, during my most stressful times, it is medicine, it is comfort mm -hmm. food. It brought me my best friends in the world. Like, I'm not, you know, it really did. By her loving the show so much, I'm like, you're good people. Like, I just know you are a good, solid person. Oh. Still holds up to this day. you have that that was uh that was really fun chuck i think that they were they were a very fun group of friends you want to say anything further about that uh that experience for you i remember drinking a lot uh, <laughs> uh there and it was on them so i probably you know had an appetizer and a menu and dessert <laughs> ivy at the shore to anybody to out, get on. Someone, out on the zip code yeah, well now now you know, let's wait till we get to go back inside and then we'll we'll have our own party there. Oh yeah, that'd be nice. Larry, I'm curious for you. Have you I mean, I don't know if uh, somebody's taking you out for a big dinner like that, but has have people You know, I, certainly in Moscow, you know, when I, I wound up working in Moscow in two thousand seven, uh, luckily the woman I was who was gonna be writing eighty hours of television for Sony was a giant nine oh two and oh fan. So that actually she was the most difficult diva because can you imagine someone writing eighty hours of television, Chuck? I mean, there were other writers, but she kept firing them because she was such a diva. But she liked me because of 90210. So, I mean, in that sense, I got dined out because I got pretty, pretty well. They couldn't, they couldn't fire me. You know, I was the only one who could talk to her. So I was living large in Moscow, man. <laughs> Three-bedroom apartment, the whole bit. Um, I also, you know, I obviously want to mention this thing that Melanie Rose is doing, but Melanie, I forgot to pull the clip. So I'm just, I'm just pulling that up right now. So in uh -huh. the meantime, Christine Pettit told a really good story, uh, about you, Chuck, how you guys dealt with, uh, some of the stuff that was going on at the time. I'm going to show that one right now. Well, two things I want to say about the real Christine Pettit now, Nelson, yeah. um, is, is, um, one is, is that really the thing that I remember uh, that, that really showed Christine being really the most intuitive person uh, of, of anyone is mm -hmm. that, you know, we, we'd stay late and I'd always let you go. You wanted to, if it was seven, usually you would leave and yeah. I'd stay probably at about eight. I'm in a little later in the morning too, which 
made it fine. Yeah, yeah. But there was a certain point that she knew when we were, you know, a lot of times in the entertainment business, the the, the calls are returned between yeah. five o'clock and seven o'clock. Usually yeah. that's the that's the big time of it. And she could tell if I was on with, uh, say, John Littman or McDermott and the call would go longer than five minutes. She knew it was going to be uh, a, a call that would uh, it got my blood boiling or possibly. <laughs> <laughs> and without having anything to do, she would walk in with the single malt, which at that point was my drink. And we'd usually share a, you know, a, a, a glass to go, a, a shot together. Friday, and, Friday um, nights, that was, we would run calls. And I, his first, the first Christmas that we were working together, I got some really nice crystal highballs. Yeah. So do you remember that, Chuck? Yeah, more than once. <laughs> yeah, the um, yeah, it just was. And, and my producing partner, Paul Wagner, who uh, you'll learn a lot more about on the on the uh, Sunday special, and realize why he was the nine hundred two and zero MVP, and could be sitting right here with Larry, should be sitting right here with Larry and I. Mm. I as a younger man, truthfully, looking back at it, um, but. Uh, you know, he he was a Scotch drinker, and when I, when we would end in the valley, and especially on a Friday night, and usually the crew was into second meal, which is um, pizza, <laughs> and uh, you know we, we would tip a glass, and uh, uh, it was it was part of nine hundred two one zero you know culture because uh, again you know we were in the mid and Melanie now knows exactly where we shot it because of our, yes. our tour. And, yeah. uh, and you know, it, 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 more so even then, we were in the middle of nowhere. Oh, boy. In the city yeah. out there. Melody got lost finding. We couldn't Look, find it posting. first, Chuck and I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but why don't you tell everyone what's going on, Melanie? This is a big couple of days for you as the clip is posting. Tell me what's happening with the hunt and all that stuff. I'm going to pull that link up for people that want to still jump on this hunt. Go ahead, tell Perfect. Me yeah, uh, we've still got a few spots available. Um, and essentially what it is, is a virtual scavenger hunt. So if you live anywhere in the US or Canada and you have a smartphone, uh, you can participate from anywhere. Uh, there are 30 virtual tasks. Some of them are trivia. Some of them are photo or video challenges. Um, it's going to be super fun. There are some great prizes up for grabs. Uh, our first prize is a $300 Visa gift card. And if we fill all 100 spots in the hunt, it increases to $500. Uh, we're also giving away the complete collection of 90210 DVDs, some podcast merch, and also uh, the most creative submission will get to pop on to the podcast, which is very exciting for fans. Um, yes. So it starts tomorrow. It goes through October 4th. Uh, you can visit the website and sign up. And uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. So tell your friends, have fun, be creative. And um, I'm so excited. For everybody who's already signed up, you should check your email inbox. You'll have another email with instructions for how to join on Scavify. I signed up and I promise not to win. <laughs> yes. Thank you for that. I think the fans appreciate it. Yes. I am still getting that clip. <laughs> but, uh, where, does this, where does this clip live? 
It's just a lot of steps. There's a lot of steps with StreamYard, which we love StreamYard and we love the platform. And uh, it's been absolutely wonderful. All right, Melanie, we'll show that clip in one second. But uh, how about when uh, Jason Priestley was here and solved that whole mystery over what the name was? Luke or Luke? Luke. There is an episode of 90210 where fans are convinced, and Jessica Klein brought this to our attention, that you call Luke, Luke. Dylan Luke. Dylan Luke in an episode. I'm going to show you this clip. (laughs) Gentlemen. Hey, Hey, I've been looking for you. Next time you take my car, put gas in it. You loaned him your car? Are you crazy? Sorry, Luke. Let me make it up to you, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Is it Luke or is it the Canadian Look. look? I said, look. sorry, look, let me make it up to you. Yeah. Look. Wow. Oh, there we go. That was really fun. Okay, I have the clip. Listen, so Melanie Rose, one of the things that she did with 902 and O's tours, she took us on uh, me and Larry on this awesome journey going through multiple yeah. locations. Melanie and I went to the house over here, the Walsh house. We did the uh we did Dylan's house, and then we went on multiple places. During the Super Show, we're going to show you all of the tour spots that we went to. But we wanted to sh- I wanted to show one additional that uh, Melanie took us to, and this was the Apple Pan. Hi, I'm Melanie with 90210 Tours and 90210 Hunts, and I'm here at the Apple Pan, which was the first Peach Pit location for Beverly Hills 90210. Um, I'm joined by Charles Rosen. And uh, Charles, what do you have to say about the Apple Pan? So if you went to high school, in Beverly Hills in the 60s, 70s, or 80s. Chances are, after the game, after school, whenever you needed a burger, where would you go? You'd come to the Apple Pan. Quality forever. And it's been here since, you know, the 20, and their recipes for burgers and pies and things go back to the beginning of the 20th century. Nonetheless, so when we needed to have a diner, I actually said, well, can we film here at the Apple Pan? Why can't we do the Apple Pan? And we checked it out and the Apple Pan said, yes, you can do an establishing shot, but no, you cannot come onto our property. So when they said we couldn't use the Apple Pan, I went, okay, no Apple Pan? One second, let's use the Peach Pit. Came like two seconds later and uh, the Peach Pit is one of the defining references you can make for 90210. And uh, so if you're in LA and you're on Pico, Find it, order a steak burger, you'll thank me later. So good. Best steak burger. That was a lot of fun. Boy, that steak yes. burger was really good. Delicious. My wife said, why don't you get the hickory burger? That's the better burger. She really? If you like hickory, but you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, you know, that's what I'll be having. Maybe I'll get a stack of them. Oh, yeah. Is there any uh, suggestions for the food for the show? Anything? Kind of burgers and fries and shakes. Burgers and fries. <laughs> yeah, shake. Well, Omega Burger. Shake Shack, shake shake shack you can get sense. delivered. We can get Shake Shack delivered. I'm going American to the Beauty. <laughs> Melanie, yeah, you live close enough, right? Yeah, Melanie, that was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for for taking on us on that tour. That was a, a blast, and hoping that everybody pops onto that. All right, guys, this is going to be an earlier show today. I don't think that there's too much more to dive into. We've kind of gone through all our clips. I just want to also shout out Todd H. This is his website. If you're looking for editing work or just to say hi to Todd, he's done a lot of great stuff. Uh, he's preparing a lot of great stuff for us for the super show. So I just wanted to shout out Todd there. Um, hey, Pete, you should run that super show promo again when we sign off or if you can, because it's so good and people should see it in case they get, didn't miss the or beginning part of the show. Okay. I will, I will start getting that out. Other thing is people should, should 
attach that to Twitter, to Facebook, and get that promo out there too. Yes. I mean, it can't be that hard. Yeah, but do it right now, Pete. Again, right I, will, I, will, I will before we before we leave here. I will do that. I just wanted to say though that um, it it's an understatement how many surprises that there are. We are you know I've seen pitches for WWE right, Larry, where they're like, <laughs> you gotta see who's coming to the show, brother. But then it's like a just a total disappointment. You know <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they brought back the guy that they just fired. That, I mean that's why they're carnies, right? So this. This surprise is going to be the surprises that we have. There's one surprise that Larry Mullen got that put together that I am still in absolute shock over. And we've communicated a couple times. We even communicated today, Larry. Did you see? Did you I see did, that? I did. Email so exchange. That. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot believe. I even said to the person, I can't believe I'm talking to you. Uh, so it's witness it's protection programming. You know, as far as I can tell. Now you don't understand who that person is, right? No. No, no, no. No, I wouldn't do that either. No, I'm not going to share who that is. But I was blown away. This man doesn't get up. I told him. Wow, yeah. I get exhilarated or exhausted. It's one or the other, you know? Oh, you know what we should say, though? Ian, who is coming on on the Super Show, has a show that's premiering, Swamp Thing. We want everyone to watch that, too, because we're so happy that Ian's coming on. We have to help him out as much as we can. And people love Ian, so that's going to be easy. It's on yeah. Tuesday night on uh, October 6th. I think that's yeah, started. exactly. Some channel, right? So you, can him, you can help him drain the swamp, drain exactly. <laughs> Gotta definitely do a lot of that, yes. Um, okay, so listen, guys, this was great. I'm gonna run that promo, of course. Uh, it was attached to our intro as well, so I will stop it then. Uh, okay, there it is. Uh, it was a lot of fun talking to you guys and sharing some things. Stay tuned to our social media. Uh, Beverly Hills 90210 show on Instagram and Facebook. We're 90210 show on Twitter and, um, you know, Beverly Hills 90210show.com. So here's that promo again, and then we will say goodbye. Well, it's time to exchange an egg. Sort of. On October 4th, Charles Rosen. Yes, we're having a meeting here. Larry Mullen. Get out of here. And Pete Ferrero invite you to join them for their 30th anniversary Super Show celebration. Um, so who will be there? How about Darren Starr? Jason Priestley. Ian Zeering. Gabrielle Carteris. Denise Douse. Christina Lee, James Eckhouse. Carol Potter, Douglas Emerson, and literally so many surprise guests, twists, and turns, it will shock you. I will not stay calm. So join us live on Sunday, October 4th, between 4 and 7 p.m. Pacific, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, live at Beverly Hills, 90210show.com on October 4th. Like, oh my God, totally come join the party because it's going to be totally rad and we guarantee everyone will be talking about it. Seriously. Yeah, there you go. So, yay! Nice, guys. Lily, Connie, and Melanie, thank you so much for your time here today. And I do appreciate uh, the three of you and everything that uh, you do. What is this ad? (laughs) Melanie wants me to promote this again. Okay. Yep, one more time. Why not? Right. Right. Okay. There you go. That's the website. Thank you. Hunts. Yes. And there you have it. So, thank you guys so much for this week. We will see you next time on Sunday. For the big super show, and stay tuned to our social media. We have stuff to wear. I got to think about it. All right. Well, contact Shannon Doherty and tell her you want her on the podcast on the anniversary special. Okay, guys. We'll see you. Good night, everyone. Bye, everybody. See you Sunday.